coming up on Thunder Pop. It is the 52nd episode of the Thunder Pop podcast. I'm Stephen Presley, and I present to you Johnny Lightfoot. Here in the flesh, back in the Thunder Pop Dome for our second uh, back to back that we've done episodes leading up to Last Jedi. And I keep saying I'm going to do as many of these as I can cram in before Last Jedi comes out because that's all I can talk about right now. So we might as well just turn on the recorder and start talking about it uh, and get some episodes while we're at it. Uh, But Johnny, now to kind of set things up a little bit, right after the theme song, we're going to talk about a very important prediction he made before Force Awakens. We'll kind of do a uh, kind of the check the uh, the scoreboard of right. where we are on predictions for Last Jedi and w- w- what we came up with before uh, Force Awakens, and we'll be right back after this. So on a scale of one to one hundred, where's your excitement level right now? Oh gosh, I'm at a hundred. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. Meter's meter might be broken. On, well, meter will be broken on Thursday. I, yeah. I, I would oh think. gosh, yes. Yeah. Same here. I think the meter will get broken. I don't know what time. Whether it'll be during the movie, or pro- probably a little bit as the as they roll the start rolling the scroll. Right. That's where the meter will be broken for me. <laughs> So I'm hoping that EMS is set up at, at the theaters that we're at, mm-hmm. uh, just in case we need we need some mouth to mouth or whatever uh, whatever it is we need uh, water, um, booze, I don't know, whatever, just to calm something s- sedatives sedatives in my case that's what I'm going to need. So doing score check here. So in uh, the last 51 51 episode with Jazz One, he had. He really wanted to throw, throw, kind of throw things up really heavy, heavy in the air. And he said that, you know, he's predicted that and he said, look, he said, I know I'm, I, I want to throw the net out huge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's predicted that, whereas we're keep, keeping score here, he's predicted that Dar- uh, Luke Skywalker is going to end up in the helmet like his father in, oh, wow. in Last Jedi. Wow. And he said, I doesn't mean he's going to go to the dark side. But he said, I think he's going to get messed, thrashed up pretty good in a battle mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the last section of the movie. And he's going to end up in the helmet like his dad. And that's, so that's the prediction he's made. He said it may not be a, a, an identical Darth Vader helmet, but he's going to end up in a helmet similar. Right. Okay. So if we're keeping score, over a year ago, when we did our first uh, Last Jedi episode, you predicted uh, Lando Calrissian would return. In some capacity. Yeah. Now, now, granted, that's been a while ago, so that may have changed. We'll see mm-hmm. where you stand on this now. All right, old buddy. Now that we're just a few days away. And then, probably one of the most infamous predictions that have been made on the show, if not the most infamous prediction, before Force Awakens came out, several days before Force Awakens came, uh, Force Awakens came out, you predicted right here on this show the death of Han Solo. Yeah. And you call that right on the money. Yeah, that that's one of my best predictions, I think. <laughs> and we were in awe of that because I mean, we were at first we were like, "Oh, damn, that's 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 huge," and then it happened, and we we're like, "Wow, you called that one right." And now we we're like thinking back on it, it's like I watched you know all the YouTube videos. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember hearing that anywhere else that people were were calling that. No, you know, there were I, other things out there. Yeah, but that wasn't I, one of them. It, it was weird because what 
what got me to that prediction was what got most people excited about Han Solo returning and thinking like he wouldn't die. Yeah. But just knowing the way uh, Harrison Ford has felt about Star Wars the last 30 years plus, Mm -hmm. I just had a feeling he looked too happy. Like he finally got what he wanted. And I was like, you know, he's always wanted to die. And now he's just doing his farewell tour and he is loving every second of it because at the time, nobody other than jj and the cast knew and so he's just like yeah smiling yeah all y'all i'm gone yeah and then so you kind of that's placed perfect on this episode because on the last one we broke down some of the trailers and kind of come see what we could derive from that and and you on your han solo prediction you said a lot of that didn't come from trailers that came from his press junkets and yeah. interviews yep and so what can we find from the talk show appearances mm-hmm. the interviews the press junkets mm-hmm. what can we derive from that what spoilers can we derive from that so that's kind of what i want to hit on this episode and there are a few things we missed on the last episode as far as trailers we did not get to the foreign trailers where we see benicio del toro for the first time mm-hmm. a very quick glimpse we see the casino planet for the uh, first tra- first trailer i think we've seen officially that we've seen a casino planet yeah. shot we see these crazy um I don't know if you what you'd call them, but they the uh, army of uh, soldiers riding into breaking windows and riding into one of the I think one of the cl- nightclubs mm-hmm. in these um, horses, not yep. horses, uh, but I don't know what creature they are. creatures yeah. <laughs> that they ride in on, and um, so that kind of uh, rem- the closest thing I could compare it to in the Star Wars universe was the Tauntaun, yeah, from Empire Strikes Back, it's kind of a non-winner version of the Tauntaun. Um, yeah, I'm in the middle of listening to an audible on a book about the legends of Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and I, they mention those creatures and how they're very similar to Tauntauns. I just can't recall what those creatures are called. Yeah. So that, that's the closest thing. It's kind of a different new version of the Tauntaun. So that we see that happening mm-hmm. in the new, one of the foreign trailers. So those are a couple of the key things that have come out in the foreign trailer. And then there's a, there's another one. That is now being as titled uh, the final trailer, and this was for U.S. market. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll look at that, and then we'll go to uh, to some of the talk show stuff. Cool. I won't let them win. That is. We'll back up. There it is. Something inside me is awake. I won't let them win. That is a big gun. Happy things here, buddy. Come on, December 15th. It's now or never! So the same voiceover guy that's done all the trailers oh, yeah. for all of the years? Because he sounds like it. Yep, I, th- I think so, because it's a very uh, unique, distinct voice. Yeah, and it seems like I don't hear his voice necessarily in a lot of other trailers like right now that are out in 2017 mm-hmm. in recent years. But I do remember that that voice from my childhood, like over maybe other over other movies. Yeah. Like the Friday the Thirteenth, and I'm thinking about maybe his voice did trailer for some Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of uh, you know the superhero movies and things of that nature relying more on uh, soundtracks. You know, you have mm-hmm. like Thor with Led Zeppelin, and then Guardians of the Galaxy had uh, Fleetwood Mac and all that stuff. So they're not doing as much of that style of trailer anymore where there is a narration or a voiceover guy. Right. But it seems like to kind of connect to the uh, Star Wars, just sort of a tradition, some of the things that they've kept the tra- tradition going with the episodes. It is. And I will say it, it would help the um, the average moviegoer more in having him because he's basically laying out what's what what this movie is as opposed to you're just listening to Led Zeppelin or Gary Clark Jr. Somebody mm-hmm. belting out a rock song, and then yeah. it's just a bunch of action. You're mm-hmm. actually back in this galaxy. Da, 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 da. He's got a cool voice. Yeah. BB-8 maybe steals this trailer. So uh, far, I mean, anytime him or R2's on there. Doing their thing. 
I've not seen a lot of three PO in R two. In fact, I see uh, I've seen zero. Have you I seen mean, it, it, no. Uh, if you recall, last year I also said we're going to see yeah. less and less of them. Yeah, because they're phasing them out for the new kids. Yeah, you did, and and now um, we're seeing zero of them in the trailer. I mean, I, I imagine they'll come in in some in some capacity in the film, uh, but we don't know how much. But it could be. I mean, it could be five minutes. Yeah, entire film. I would think R2 a little more, more important than 3PO uh, because of his relationship with Luke Skywalker yeah. and, the, and the Skywalker lineage in yep. general. So I think he definitely comes into play um, for in, in some key scenes. Mm-hmm. But I could definitely see it, like you said, not being as, as a big a deal. Oh, boy. So we see for the first time an extension of that shot with Chewbacca and Porg. And Chewbacca pushes Porg off to the side, which I was in the last episode. We were speculating on the feather on Ch- on, on Chewbacca's mouth, mm-hmm. and did Chewbacca eat a Porg? It was kind of a joke because we don't really think he ate a Porg, but it was kind of fun to to joke about it. But I did say I could see Chewbacca asserting himself with Porg, where like yeah. he picks Porg up and shakes him or something to get him, you know, settle down. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen plenty of stuff on social media where because the the love of Pork Nation is so mm-hmm. uh, so hot right now where there are the trolls coming out and saying like, oh, here's some pork recipes and things <laughs> like that. So, Side of blue milk. I won't let them win. Powerful light. So good to have you back. Darkness, right? Are they going to get it right with Phasma? With for his expectations? I hope time? so because as of <clears throat> two days ago, I finished the Phasma novel, which is fantastic, and um, mm-hmm. it basically goes through her history and backstory and how actually nobody in the four. First Order has ever seen her face, and anybody who has has died. Wow. And uh, basically, like, if you read that book, what happened to her in Force Awakens was a, a travesty because that book makes it out to where even a Jedi, any Jedi un- less powerful than, like, a Skywalker would probably get killed by Phasma because she's so good. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that, the the from a cinema storytelling perspective... And I had mentioned this in, in the last one, last show, uh, that that only thing that served as far as um, helping uh, the story was that it helped prop up the legend of Han Solo even more, that he was able to get over on this already new popular, you know, ominous character. Yeah, and it's it's one of the things, too. I like this shot with Finn and Phasma fighting, mm-hmm. but at the same time... Um, Based on my my knowledge now of the character of Phasma, I would be okay with him holding his own, but he better not win that one-on-one. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, too. It also helped um, put uh, Finn's character on a level of getting res- more respect with the audience mm-hmm. uh, as a new character where you're kind of like... Granted, they, they were you know, teamed up on her. I mean, yeah. you had Chewbacca, Han Solo, yeah. and Finn. Yeah. You know, there was no way she was going to take on a Wookiee. Han Solo and Finn mm-hmm. all at once, but so, if it's a one-on-one, she better not beat, beat Finn. Yeah, beat Finn. Or Finn better not beat her. Excuse yeah, me. so the three of them, the trifecta, Finn, Chewbacca, Han Solo, maybe could, then they, that's where it becomes more believable. Uh, it's interesting. Snoke in the throne, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. Is, yeah. Which, uh, for the movie-watching audience, they don't read the books, um, it, it confirms that he wasn't a giant, like people speculated right. in Force Awakens, where they thought because of the holograms he was going to be this gigantic character. And that mm-hmm. was one of the things that people had, had speculated about. Light to meet it. Permission to jump into next wing and blow something up? Permission granted. The one thing that I thought was missing from the Force Awakens and people had criticized Force Awakens were really mem- those memorable lines that get quoted for yeah. decades afterwards. Like, I am, I am your father, you know, may the force be with you, of course, is one of the essential lines. 
Um, you know, there's others like the Chewbacca, the uh, Han Solo, Princess Leia. Um, you know, I love you. I know. I know that that's legendary. So in this one, in the trailer, I'm seeing some lines that could be it, quoted yeah. uh, uh, and become that in that level. Definitely, depending on the context of when it's taking place. Right, as long as it's not like Rogue One with the uh, the, the Darth Vader line. I remember you had had, oh, had problem with that yeah. that line where it was at in the movie with the uh, um, "Don't choke on your at your aspirations." Aspirations and sort of play it didn't play quite the way they had I think they had intended. Mm-mm. This is not going to go the way you think. So we see Benicio de Toro, mm-hmm. and you had talked about his character on this, already on the show about what you saw he was going to be, the role he was going to be, mm-hmm. the purpose of his his role in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, originally I was hoping he was some sort of dark side user, um, but it appears he's one of the main people kind of running this casino world, mm-hmm. and you kind of wonder if he's going to be sort of a a Lando a la Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Where he's going to be there and say like, yeah, I'm going to help you guys out. Da, 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 and then flip a switch and then turn them over to the bad guys or double cross them. Kind of a compromised uh, character, not uh, full on, you know, evil uh, mm-hmm. dark side like, you know, Lando wasn't, but sort of compromised uh, because his dealings and, and his operation yep. sort of forced to his hand is forced and he's definitely able to be shady. Yep. It's in his it's in his DNA to be where if he needs to be shady he can. Um could see that. Now, speaking of Lando Calrissian, what do you think? We still are we are we are we or are we not going to get Lando? I think there's a chance. Still um, a chance. I think especially if they're going to do any sort of memorial for Han. Yeah. Which right now claim the actors are claiming Boyega and Oscar Isaac are claiming well they didn't say there would not be a memorial in the movie what they said was we don't have time to mourn Tonsil's death there's too much going on mm-hmm. I mean I would even like a moment with you know I don't know Leia and Chewie mm-hmm. well Chewie's gone Chewie's with on on Act uh, Two yeah. with Ray so I mean even just Leia and maybe like I don't know some senator friends and uh, there's Akbar. Akbar's there. Mm-hmm. Nino, the weird face guy from Jedi. Yeah, he's there. Uh, and then just throw in in Lando in like a little cameo, like you did Akbar. Yeah. And that would be a spot where he would fit for him to resurface. So there, yeah. So we see some of, the, and then it, it kind of went in this trailer. I don't know if it was an edit together of um, many trailers to and one one continuous video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like that because we start to see foreign trailer at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that. Movie surface takes you behind the scenes of. So there it goes at kind of the end of what we saw right. there. So that. And then look at the. Uh, this is Jimmy Kimmel and the whole. Uh, not the whole cast, but uh, Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley, um, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. and Ryan Johnson. Did a they did a whole hour with uh, Jimmy Kimmel live just a few days ago. Actually, they they did end up having they brought they brought the that's rest right of them they out. brought everybody else out. So they ended up having everybody there, all the main ones. Look at this, the pork is attacking Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would make for one weird lovemaking section. <laughs> Ryan, tell us one thing before we go. One thing that you want to reveal something, maybe just a little nugget of something. Please, this audience demands oh it. They want it. They did a cool job recreating, I mean, kind of altering his set mm-hmm. for that. In the backdrop, people that hadn't watched it, in the backdrop, they've got, you know, the Star Wars universe um, in his talk show backdrop. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So Ryan Johnson being pressured. Is there anything you can say? So all the cast, they know immediately, let's mm-hmm. put Ryan Johnson on the yep. spot, deflect to him. We can just, you know... Well, I mean, you you gather based on his answer, then they know, okay, if he's saying that, then I can't say anything that's more of a nugget 
than that. Mm-hmm. Basically, That's, he's going to set the bar. He's going to set the bar, and then we stay on everything below that yep. of where we can do. And, it, and it, they opened this interview. Kimmel said, you know, this is a weird interview for movies that people come on and promote their movies. This is one of the few movies where we really can't talk about anything that happens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, you know, and he especially, Kimmel, his hands are tied more than than uh, Jimmy Fallon or uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, because he's ABC. He's ABC. So he's at Disney. He can't piss off the boss. Mm-mm. You know, he's he's at the mouse. Mind tricks will not work. What is me, the Mark. first word in the film? The one word. What is the first oh, word? Oh, I can do this. Okay, do This it. I can do. The first word is we're. Oh. W-E-F-S-V-R-E. That's my word. He said we're? We're. Like, we're here. Uh-huh. Okay, that's... That's an easy one there. He he got off the he got off easy on that. He should have asked for the first sentence. Yeah. He tricked him there. I want to thank everyone except Mac Damon. The movie is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. It opens December fifteenth. So there you go. There's the the cast that made their appearance, and uh, everybody's looking great. Uh, Adam Driver is always hilarious in these. Oh yeah. Uh, his dry hu- sense of humor and delivery on these uh, talk show appearances, and of course Mark Hamill is always fun to listen to him talk star wars oh yeah uh see with him it's hard to gauge you know we were talking about trying to trying to read the actors based on their press stuff luke's or uh, mark Han- luke mark hamill is always happy to talk star wars yeah so you can't really get a gauge of if he's just happy because this is his last right around like you or anything he, because he, he's always yeah. happy yeah, because that was what helped you with Harrison Ford. You started noticing those things where it's like, why is he so happy promoting this film? What's you know? And you started to identify things. But with Mark Hamill, he was always happy. So you can't you can't identify mm-hmm. anything as much from him and what he's saying. I mean, there has it's interesting. Yeah, the difference in that. And that's definitely something everybody has to be quiet and tight lip about. Yeah, I would almost say. He would act less happy if he knew his character was dying, unless he knew his character was dying, but he was going to come back for the ninth one to be a force ghost. Which, I mean, is a would be very likely, seem like it would be a very likely scenario if that was where they're going, mm-hmm. was for that to happen. Um, and now I've, I'm reading about you know the script and the goals for the script for episode nine, and uh, one of the... Th- uh, collaborator that's working with J.J. Abrams, which I'll have a agree or disagree question about here in a, a little bit, but he said that a goal was to merge all of the trilogies together and somehow mm-hmm. tie it all together right. in, in nine, which there is very interesting, too, when you hear that. But when you hear, you know, already, I think Daisy Ridley has already revealed that she's going to be back for nine. Well, she's going to be back for nine because she came mm-hmm. out and said she didn't want to do any after nine. Exactly. So that, to me, that automatically, okay, reveals... She's not going to get killed off in eight, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't really see happening anyway, but that no. definitely firmly confirms it. No, I think her, Finn, and Kylo are safe this episode. And Poe Dameron? Him I don't know, because in oh. all the mentions of seven through nine, uh, they always talk about this is the journey of uh Finn, Ray, and Kylo Ren. Yeah, and that Kylo Ren and Ray are the joint protagonists. Yeah, so yeah, and that's become more and more evident. Uh, the uh, thing with that, I remember reading an article about uh, Oscar Isaac in the uh, Force Awakens, where he had said he, he was supposedly supposed to be killed off. He was supposed Force to be Awakens. yeah in the first fifteen minutes, even that soon. Bas- and he he begged us to not be killed off. I believe it was a combination of him begging, and then also from all of the test footage, the dailies, mm-hmm. everybody just loved his his character. The yeah. whole, you know, should I talk first? Should you talk? that little banter? It was his, a great character. So they they it's weird. They were like, we're not going to describe how he came back, but we're just going to say he survived. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best uh, thing that uh, they pulled off with uh, Force Awakens was uh, how well they they cast. Um, uh, you know, for Finn and Poe Dameron, mm-hmm. the, the character, the people they got, and the job they did. Uh, I know some people weren't as crazy about John Boyega. Uh, I heard some criticism as his him as Finn, but uh, I thought he was a, a nice um, comic relief in some mm-hmm. areas that really worked for me. The, and the right balance of comic relief, but not being too uh, too cornball. Yeah. Um, and Poe Dameron, yeah, I thought he was my favorite new character actually. 
I really like him as this hotshot pilot, and from my understanding is his main problem, which is why I could see him continuing on with Nine, is uh, he's so used to just being a really awesome pilot Mm -hmm. and not necessarily a leader. Right. And Leia sees him as somebody she can groom to become more of, less of on the battlefield and more of a leader that kind of tells people what to do mm-hmm. instead of just being a fighter. Yeah. We're going to get Laura Dern now, and she's a new higher ranking. Uh, I believe she's First one order. of like the head of, uh, no, the uh, the the Republic. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's one of those people who is against what General Leia and the Resistance mm-hmm. is doing. Yeah. Who's basically... Using the fact that her dad is Darth Vader as a reason why people shouldn't follow her. Yeah, yeah, because we they had went through a um, the whole thing with uh, Palpatine, mm-hmm. and and uh, that was a that caused a it caused whatever that all everything all the chaos broke loose. It was because his workings that was going on behind the scenes. He was getting too becoming too powerful, and he was starting to manipulate and kind of do things behind the scenes. So I think so. Leia knowing the history. And mm-hmm. what happened where her father came to be, probably that's where she's applying her, her uh, dissatisfaction with the whole thing. Based on the books that take place between Jedi and Awakens, essentially what the Republic did was they disbanded the military. Mm-hmm. And then so Leia leads the Resistance, which is the one group of militarized, mm-hmm. like highly militarized portion of the republic so the republic itself doesn't have like a grand army of the republic mm-hmm. and that's why the first order even has a, any sort of chance is because basically the resistance which is m- built to put out fires yeah is now having to fight a war wow and they're a little undermanned yeah they are undermanned yeah it's not like the rebellion in empire strikes back where they had a full arsenal and a full army so going back to where we opened up about uh predictions mm-hmm. your grand do you have a big grand prediction do you want to try to see if you could strike uh hit lightning again once again is it the poe dameron that he may die or is there no. something even more bigger because they you know that the whole thing with this film is that they've they teased it and saying there's going to be a bigger reveal in this movie that could be even bigger than the i am your father moment um granted i don't know that it would be an i am your father moment but i would say uh Daisy Ridley being an immaculate conception, basically a reincarnation of Anakin, but Mm -hmm. female. Oh, wow. Do you think... Basically, the the chosen one... uh, Reincarnated. Reincarnated to bring balance again, because he brought balance, but then obviously Luke failed at maintaining balance. Right. Because essentially what he started doing was he was training Jedi, Yeah. but there was no... There was no opposite. There were no Sith anymore. Right. So the Force obviously willed Ben Solo mm. over to create a balance. To create a balance again. And then Luke left, so then there was no light. Wow. And then so the Force birthed Ray to kind of shift the, the scale back towards the middle. That's uh, that's interesting. You know, the only... Uh, to play devil's advocate, the only reason I could see uh, them resisting that, no pun intended, but pun intended, but the the resistance to that would be people were so like up in arms in the prequels about the Immaculate Birth thing. It was one of the things that people that criticized about the prequels was, oh, they thought it was kind of hokey that it was an Immaculate Birth. So that would be the only reason I could see why they'd be afraid to go there again. I think their problem was in George's description of what he meant by Immaculate Birth. So they they vaguely described it, but right. essentially Shmi Skywalker was impregnated by uh it was either Plagueis or Sidious. Because mm-hmm. he, he a... mentions being able to create life. Mm-hmm. So essentially Anakin was created using the force, but they never mm-hmm. described how it actually happened. So it just came off of a Mary Jesus situation when really right. it wasn't. It was they usually uh, literally use the force to create life. Right. I missed that episode of Maury Povich too, where they had 
Plagueis and who else was it? Sidious. Sidious on there and and uh, to try to reveal. Yeah, they bring the envelope out. Yeah, envelope out. You are not. Yeah, that was it. And then that they put the chokehold on Maury <laughs> after he announced the person that was un- displeased about the announcement. Um, so yeah, so we got that. That's that's big. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. And I, I yeah, I agree. It's probably under still under the I'm your father, but for the sake of of hype, hype in a movie, it's. Fair, you can you could put it that out there. That or the fact that uh, I think Luke has uh, embraced some dark side usage. Yeah, uh, because I believe that book is the book of the wills, in which the way he described or the way it's described is that's what I think with the Force. There always needs to be a balance, and so anytime the pendulum shifts too far light or too far dark, mm-hmm. the Force wills something to try to bring it back to balance mm. and luke having now studied both believes you can't be light and you can't be dark you have to live in that gray area mm-hmm. and that's why little nuggets like the the draft house uh pint glasses that i got yeah they did a light side one mm-hmm. and a dark side one luke's on both yeah it's a little easter egg there and um, on the posters too. On the, on the big posters at the draft house, you have one with like Kylo Ren and Phasma, mm-hmm. and then Luke's behind him. And yeah. then you have one that has like Ray, BB-8, Poe, and Finn, and then Luke's behind them. Well, interesting. Yeah, and so that's sort of another could be another Easter egg within the marketing in the poster there with the way, the, the way they presented. Well, Luke. they're presenting it as: Did he is he bad now, or is he still good, or both, or is he both? Yeah, and that seems to be a lot of the sentiment behind people who have seen the trailers. They're like starting to say, "Okay, Luke could be working in the gray area there," which is what you're saying. Kind of working in the gray area. Does um, does either one of them, Luke or Ray, they're the two possibilities, go to the dark side in Last Jedi, and stay there? No, no, neither. Nope, neither either. I could see Ray. Being tempted and the cliffhanger is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. She leaves Luke for dead. He's not. Maybe he's not dead. She leaves him for dead. Yeah. To follow them, mm-hmm. or they take her, and she's like, "Okay, Luke is a jerk." She leaves who for dead? Luke. Luke. Yeah. She's basically like, "All right, Luke's a jerk. Mm-hmm. You guys are jerks too, but I haven't trained with y'all yet, so I don't know how big of jerks y'all are." Right. Maybe y'all will be more willing because he's. Being a bitch, yeah, he he keeps holding me back, and mm-hmm. and you know, it's a li- granted that's a little bit of Anakin there. Obi Wan's mm-hmm. holding me back, right. Da, 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 da. right? But you know, Luke is very apprehensive about training her, mm-hmm. and I think she feels like she's ready to to take the next steps, and uh, maybe she feels like she can defeat it from within. Mm-hmm. Luke tried that in the old novels. He went, yeah. He joined the dark side because he felt like he could beat him from within. It didn't work. Leia had to bring him back. So maybe that happens. I don't know. So that would answer. And then if 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 raised an immaculate birth, then that would answer everybody's questions about who her parents are. Mm-hmm. And if, if she's a reincarnation of Anakin, then that answers kind of her, the sort of those questions in in, in, a, in some oh, way. Snoke created you. It's Snoke, Snoke is, uh, Andy Serkis has said that Snoke is going to be the most powerful user of the Force that's ever I that's he existed. Said, he thus- said he he has the most powerful resources uh-huh. of anybody with the Force. Yeah. Granted, what does that mean? That means he's probably not like a great fighter. Yeah. But just the way he worded it with most powerful resources Yeah. in the Force. And I'm thinking resources in the Force. Is he? Is he? Has he figured? Has he started storing force powers and in in, uh, in, in does some he have capacity? All knowing, does he know how to use every single force power? Like you know, Kylo Ren has his little like stop motion thing. Yeah, Emperor was lightning. Obi Wan's mm-hmm. like his most powerful move was the mind trick. Yeah. So um, Luke was just kind of like above average at everything. Yeah. A good uh, all around, kind of all around. Play, yeah, he was player. like your utility player on uh-huh. a, on a football yeah. team. They could play different positions and the defense, offense. Did well at each of them. Wasn't the greatest at any of them. Are we going to see that? That so I could kind of see Ray very Anakin like going over to the dark side because she gets frustrated with Luke, and then somehow ends up training with Snoke 
for a little while. Okay, here's the other end of that question. Uh, the uh, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, does he come back to the light side? Yes, but not this episode. So in nine. So he does do it. And what about this? This was brought up uh, by Jazz, and apparently there are videos where people break this down on YouTube, where there's theories that Han Solo turned on the lightsaber because he was trying to save his son from killing him. So he did it himself, basically. Interesting. To re- So he would not have that burden, that he actually did it. Interesting. And there's some, I guess some people have taken some uh, shots from the film. I haven't watched them yet, but it was just brought up to me the other day where they took some shots and they kind of pieced it together and, and said the theories that, so that's as if you've not, first you've heard of that? It is. First uh, I've heard of it too. I, I'm, I'd be interested to see because I do, uh, I do remember his face like right after the lightsaber turned on and went through right. it, where it looked like Kylo Ren was at like a release. Like he was like, like, thank, yeah, like, thank God. But it, I don't know if it was a release like, yes, I just did this or, oh, my God, now I don't have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, here's a here's a, yeah. Han Solo ignited Ren's lightsaber, color Ren's lightsaber. In the anticipated reunion with father and son in The Force Awakens, with the smuggler Han Solo attempting to sway his own flesh and blood, Kylo Ren to the light side of the Force after his tragic fall. In the reunion, the son refuses his father's pleas for his return and murders him in cold blood. But there is a popular theory that suggests that there is far more to this than meets the eye, and that Han actually ignited Kylo's lightsaber after he agreed to help his son with whatever he needed. This occurred after Kylo himself said that he knew what he had to do, but was unsure if he had the strength to do it, and asked his father for help. This is what the original theorist said concerning the idea Han killed himself to save his son and allow him to get closer to Snoke. Quote, I think Han is the one who activated the lightsaber, not Ben. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? Han, yes, anything. Kylo pulls out his lightsaber, holds it in both hands. Han reaches down, grasps the center of it just as we see their faces, but nothing else. They aren't struggling. The lightsaber activates. The lightsaber activates and goes through Han. Kylo looks startled for a moment and says thank you. Han touches his son's face and falls into the abyss. Kylo's journey to the dark side required him to kill his father. Han knew this and knew Snoke would kill his son if he failed. By Han activating the lightsaber himself, Kylo can still go back to Snoke and report that the deed is done. But the fact that it wasn't really him that killed his father ensures there will always be a smidge of light left in him. A light that can never be snuffed out. Thus, eventually, Han's sacrifice will succeed in his promise to bring their son home. A lot of the time we suggest theories on this channel, but due to the popular... So there you go. Yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting theory. I could definitely see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not uh, out, of the, out of the realm of possibilities when you look at the shot again and it's in the stills. Mm-hmm. And then their facial expressions, and uh, but that'd be have something that'd have to somehow uh, reveal in either eight or nine. Yeah, probably more likely nine. Yeah, because it, it looks like he's gonna he's gonna have based on trailers. Granted, I I assume it was to get people riled up where he's got his fingers on the trigger with mm-hmm. Leia and the ship. Another moment where he's conflicted. It's mm, interesting stuff there. It's, it's that is almost the reverse of Anakin. Whereas Anakin was in the prequels constantly, the dark was kind of pulling at him, pulling yeah. at him. Whereas this, Kylo's already, he's already yeah. gone to the dark, but he's, the light keeps jerking at him, exactly. saying, "Hey, hey, we're here, we're here." It is. It's a, It's sort of he's a the, the kind of the opposite uh, sign of the the yin and the yang is of what Anakin went through. It's because he he went went on into the. Uh, kind of little earlier stages of his life as far as development mm-hmm. than Anakin did, went to the dark side. He didn't even have to get, you know, dinged up and Mm-mm. go through all the, you know, the, the stuff that he went, the tragedies that his uh, his grandfather went through yeah. to be pushed to the dark side. He goes to the dark side because he thought, well, that's what, you know, would, would make my grandfather proud. But then he's constantly being pulled over to the light, the light, the light, the light. Is uh, Are we going to see Snoke wielding a lightsaber? I don't think so. Like in neither of these films. No. Yeah. Is there another? Are we going to see the Knights of Ren? Yes. In this film. Yes, but I don't think they're going to have lightsabers. Oh, really? Mm-mm. So what is their weapon? Do they need. Do they it's have like weapons. Axes and like little like plasma batons and things like wow. that. Wow. Uh-huh. Are they going to come into uh, Act Two and uh, grab Ray? And that's why we see, uh, suddenly we see Luke on the Millennium Falcon, 
and then we see Chewbacca and and uh, the Porg that they're maybe they're heading to try to to rescue Ray. It it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be. It seems like it's, it could it 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 seems possibility they could link together like that. Yeah. Well, and now uh, Snoke and Kylo know that this girl who's really powerful uh-huh. knows where Luke is, so. We can find them both at the same time. If we just find one, we find both. Or yeah. if we just find one, we take the one, and then the other will come to the us. The other will come to the other. So you get two for the price of one. Yeah. Even if they don't come at the same on the same day, and one's sent in the mail later. Yeah, they're just like okay, maybe they're they're actually scared of Luke. Yeah. Now I've read where Luke is supposed to be um, way more powerful now. Like he can bring down entire like ships. Well, that's one of the stories in the Legends of uh, Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. novel, where it's basically campfire stories. Yeah. So you you have to kind of decide which ones are tall tales, mm-hmm. and then which ones people are kind of... Because there are ones who are st- told by uh, people who supported the Empire, mm-hmm. obviously. And so they're like, oh, Luke was a phony. He was... You know, all of those, it was just propaganda. He didn't do any of the things, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, they play both sides and it's mm-hmm. up to the reader to just kind of decide what what's, they, what's real, what's not. And mm-hmm. is it somewhere in between? Usually it's somewhere in between when it comes to things like that. They did that a lot with Darth, his dad, Darth Vader. Yeah. They, they built there, all these there were stories of, stories. Uh, you know, Darth Vader went into a group of 200 soldiers and killed them all. Right. And then, so... Um, and we saw yeah. something kind of in between there with Rogue One, where he did go in and was taken out this entire, mm-hmm. you know, um, unit. Uh, not necessarily 200 soldiers, but it was a hallway full of guys. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I know Kylo is scared of Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling. Uh, and then Yeah, Snoke, I, see, I definitely see that. Snoke wants Luke dead for what what reason? I mean, you could have Does he want just... him dead, or does he want him turned to the dark side? What's he want? He wants I mean, him dead? I could be either. Yeah. He wants him dead if he doesn't turn to the dark side. Yeah. Well, Definitely. he I believe maybe he knows that Luke's the only one who could challenge his power. Mhm. Now, why was Luke in sabbatical? Was it because uh he got kind of freaked out after the Kylo Ren and his academy yeah. went to hell and yep. he felt like it was he needed to go away for a while and kind of uh, uh kind of do uh, some things. do some soul searching yeah. and then also travel the galaxy to learn about mm-hmm. things other than Jedi. Because that's where he, he feels like he failed is because he was trying to teach the Jedi way. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't necessarily brought up in the proper Jedi way. Right. He was brought up very differently. Dysfunctional way. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he he went to find out more about the Force, both the light and the dark, not necessarily <laughs> just the Jedi. And then I think what he found led him to believe, you know what? People don't need to be trained in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when he says the Jedi need to end, I don't think he feels like good and evil force users need to end. I feel like he feels like the Jedi way of teaching doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So are they going to, after nine, are they going to come to the conclusion that we're, we're going to shut down the Jedi operation and, and, and kind of go on and just we'll realize people have the force, but we're, it's not going to be a... Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they kind of kept it in there, or if Ryan Johnson's new trilogy, yeah, takes place in the old Republic during the the early days, the heyday of the Jedi, wow. and the Sith, where there was more than just two, there were armies of Sith, right? So uh, that would be a cool trilogy. Yeah, that would be interesting. I could see that where they would because there would be a lot, so much that they could play with there, and you'd see different uh, elements that you didn't see in any of the other trilogies before. Yeah, and if we are losing Jedi's in moving forward, mm-hmm. like 10, 11, 12, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, if we had Jedi's in that, or if we were doing Obi-Wan movies, it still gives people their, their Jedi fix. Yeah, the Jedi fix. Jedi's can be rebooted. Yeah. They, they can go away for a while, and then somebody else could decide, no, we need Jedi back, mm-hmm. or they want Jedi back. There's, there's different ways to put it on the shelf for a while and then bring it back. Um, we're going to see Force Ghost of either Yoda... Or Obi Wan, any of these two movies, eight or nine? I don't think we get a ghost in eight. We might get uh, some voices in the back of people's yeah. heads. Mm-hmm. Nine, I would think, is the time where you do your kind of Return of the Jedi moment mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, and then bring you, them all. You in. get get like mm-hmm. a Luke, mm-hmm. an Obi Wan, an Anakin, a Yoda. Just have 
have the whole family the, the, for a force the, ghost. The, the best of the best. And even Hayden Christensen back. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. By then, maybe Kylo Ren's back to being Ben Solo. He shows up as a ghost. We've got a family of ghosts. Do we get the ghost of uh, Sir Alec Guinness or the ghost of Ewan McGregor? I think they probably do some sort of like... Kind of mix. older... Yeah, you do an older, and they use it both like they did with their voices, mm-hmm. where they figure they do a visual uh, merge as well. Yeah, because yeah. they both look al- enough alike to where that would that would work. Yeah, and I think now Hayden Christensen is old enough to where it wouldn't look as funny. Yeah, where it'd just be this like oh, there's a teenager in a robe standing there. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, it's Hayden. Okay, he, it's Hayden. He would look more like the age Darth Vader would have been when he died. Yeah. So if he wouldn't have been mangled, this is what he would have looked like at age 40. He's in his 30s now, I, I believe. Yeah, right? and you just age him up just a little bit, make mm-hmm. him look like he's about 40. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he was uh, much better than he got credit for, but it was he was uh, he fell to the um, shortcomings of the direction the direction he got. Yeah. He wasn't an established he was not an established actor. Yeah. Who could basically tell George no. I kind of felt sorry for him. And I mean, it's, I mean, I don't totally like completely feel sorry for him because he did get a gig that people like a lot of people would, you know, cut their left nut off for nut off for. Yeah. And go then go through all the stuff that he went through. I know he's now he's kind of come to terms with the whole thing a little better and he's handled it. I think quite well from what I understand. He's actually mm-hmm. you know, made appear I made one appearance now uh, with star Wars. Yeah. Recently. So, all right, well, we're going to come back here. And I got some agree or disagree. Anything else you want to add uh, before uh, we uh, head to agree or disagree on on Last Jedi? Uh, I, I'm just excited. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah, we're, gosh, less than a week away. Yeah, it's just I can't even believe it. We're we're that close. And oh, and I got a good question on agree or disagree. For we got a couple Last Jedi questions, right. so we're not completely done on Last Jedi. All right, we'll be right back. Actually, we're right back. Okay, we're not. Yeah. We didn't go anywhere. Okay, here it is. Agree or disagree for Johnny Lightfoot on this 52nd episode in the Thunderpop Dome in 2017 with, I don't know how many days, five? Um, well, the premiere is tomorrow. Premiere is tomorrow. And gosh, are you going to stay off? Are you staying I'm, off threads? I'm shutting, shutting it down. Yeah, because you know the stories that people had said that there would be like, Stuff posted when Force Awakens came out. I didn't know this, but when Force Awakens came out, there would be like a post about a recipe, and people would be commenting on the thread and reading about the thre- on the thread of the rest about a food recipe. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, someone would throw a bam, a spoiler: Han Solo dies in the middle of a thread about our food recipe. Well, so tomorrow night at nine thirty, the social media embargo goes down. What that means is you can have. You Starting. can't have full reviews, uh-huh. but you can have uh, posts like Twitter. Oh, I, you know, I loved that the Last Jedi had amazing space battles and it had a twist at the end. Whatever, yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah, you don't want to hear all of that because it was. Uh, I remember, yeah, when Force Awakens came out, um, Patton Oswalt was one of the people that got to go to the premiere, and he had posted something about the best ending I had seen of any Star Wars film ever. Mm-hmm. And he said something. So those kind of things, yeah. Are the kind of but things the, people can still you can take things away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tuesday night is when the full review embargo goes down. Tuesday. So basically, I'm shutting off Twitter notifications tomorrow. Tomorrow. So I'm not. I'm not on Twitter as Start, of tomorrow. Starting Saturday. Yeah. The social media embargo yep. is lifted. And then starting Tuesday, I'm not touching Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not touching YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, staying away because that's when spoilers come out. Granted, Star Wars reviewers are much better at it than yeah. most. <clears throat> I'm doing spoiler-free reviews. Like yeah. I don't remember in Force Awakens. I don't think in any of the initial reviews anybody said anything about Han Solo being dead. Yeah, they no, they were really good. Uh, people at the theater. I went to one of the first screenings. I think this time around I'm going to be at 8 p.m. on Thursday. So it's not the first screening, but it's like the second. So, but I think the people will still be in the theater when I'm heading in that mm-hmm. started it at six. Yeah. So I, I will have, you know, just in case there's some drunk guy that comes out of the theater as an asshole, yeah. blurts out stuff as he's walking. But that there was none of that when I went to the theater. I remember everybody being very yeah. good and respectful. Uh, myself included, I didn't, I, yeah. 
if all else fails, I'm going to go in with those headphones that are soundproof uh, headphones. I'll walk mm-hmm. through the lobby with those and I'll put a sheet over my head or close my eyes and, yeah. and walk in slowly, try not to bump into things. And then, uh, and then I'll sit, just sit immediately down in the theater. But I'm like you, I'm not even going to watch like the entertainment tonight's when they're on Tuesday, starting from Tuesday on mm-hmm. no access Hollywood, no entertainment tonight's. Because uh, if the reviews are up on Rotten Tomato, then there's going to be re- media about the reviews and mm-hmm. what they were saying about them, or you know, little blurbs. So just in case, I'm going to stay off those two. So first question for you, and we'll actually take a just a short, brief break from uh, Last Jedi to backtrack a little bit to Justice League, mm-hmm. which I got to see with you uh, on the the first week it came out, first night it came out. Much ridicule and criticism has been made regarding the infamous mustache that Henry Cavill was rocking during reshoots of Justice League. Of course, we now know that Warner Brothers' hand was forced into CGIing his stash out, okay? Mm-hmm. So the porn stash had to be CGI'd out. Would you agree that the theory that this that people have had online, that the studio would have been better off going with the bearded version of Superman instead of trying to avoid the, uh, the upper lip distraction with CGI? To a certain extent, yes, and I personally thought that, but then having watched a few outlets and, and things where people are less familiar with the, the comics, and the it gets brought up, well, what if we would have just done a beard instead? Mm-hmm. The people who aren't familiar with comics, knowing that there was a time when Superman had a beard yeah. and, a, and a mullet, yeah. um, they're like, no, Superman can't have a beard. Like, Superman is crew-cut, shave-faced, and it was pretty overwhelming that people... So, I get it. I don't... I I think... I'm sure they there were probably talks about, let's just do a beard, but I think they probably did polls or something, and, like, the, the, the regular people who go to see these superhero movies, most people's moms and grandmas, mm-hmm. to them, Superman has looked the same since they were kids mm-hmm. and it probably just didn't go over well. And they were like, well, cause they would have rather just said, grow a beard out. It would have yeah. saved them a couple million dollars. God, yeah. But I think they definitely probably did some polls. And so I would have said do the beard, but I, I get it. Mm-hmm. There's probably too much backlash on that. Yeah, it would have been the biggest money saving beard ever in the history. Plus, of if you think about it, most people's moms and grandma's, I mean, to be honest, unless you knew that that was a CG upper lip, you wouldn't have been looking for it. Yeah. And you, it pro- you noticed it, didn't you? I noticed it in certain shots, but it's only because I was looking for it. Right. That doesn't help when you already know it. Yeah. So the publicity was out. They got out about that. So instead of paying attention to the movie, I'm looking for his his fake upper lip. Right. You're, that's the first thing you're looking at on the first first time you see it. Whereas yeah. mo- most people aren't paying attention to that because they don't, they don't follow like you know, Hollywood news. Yeah. So they don't, they, to them, it just, oh, they're Superman. And so it was grandmas, it was the uncle, it was the aunts, it was the, the not the comic book fans, but the people that would go see Superman in the movie theater. They, they ruined it. And they ruined it just like they ruined Facebook for us. Yeah. Where we can't post stuff on Facebook that we used to post because grandma would be like, what did you mean when you posted about this, this and this? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. On a greatest screeching back into the Star Wars world, shortly after J.J. Abrams took the helm for Episode Nine, he's taken over the helm for Episode Nine. Disney pushed the Star Wars Nine release. We already know to uh, it was originally going to be March 24th, 2019. Has now been pushed to December 20th, 2019. And a director has brought in co-writer Chris Terrio from Speaking of Justice League. He was the uh, with Justice League, Batman vs Superman, Argo, or some of his credits. So all this happened in the same day, but there were some fans who were not happy, of course, as you know, about the J.J. Abrams taking over Mm -hmm. Episode Nine. A lot of people were were lobbying for Ryan Johnson to get it. Yep. Okay. So with this being said, would you agree or disagree that bigger concern may not actually be about J.J.'s return, but the choice that he made for a co-writer in Chris Terrio? Being that he had his hands in films like Justice League and Batman vs. Superman, that got kind of mixed reviews. Um, I, I personally, I don't have a problem with Chris Terrio, just because I know he's he's a huge nerd 
and he has an abundance of knowledge both in comics and in Star Wars. Um, I think his problem was never the the problems with Justice League and Batman vs Superman were not his writing. The mm-hmm. problems with Batman vs Superman was Warner Brothers. Yeah, they couldn't stop tripping over their own shoelaces, mm-hmm. um, and they they mismanaged a lot of uh, people and things, and it just didn't work for them because of them. It um, didn't help that they had changed directors in the middle of Justice League. No, not at all. It didn't either. Either. No, because. Um, Rogue One is an exception. Uh, I feel like Disney cares a lot more about mm-hmm. Star Wars mm-hmm. than Warner Brothers cares about DC. Yeah, and they 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 take it you know they take it very serious and mm-hmm. they it it was a the changing directors in Rogue One is one of the rare cases where it worked. You think about the the way uh, Kathleen Kennedy is yeah. as an executive, you don't cross her. Yeah, if you write something and she tells you to change it. You change it if is you it, want to have your job the next day. Is that what happened with Colin Trevorrow and why he was let go for yeah, or why he too, too parted, much, parted ways? Too much pushback. Yeah. Because Ryan Johnson, ever since they announced he's getting his own trilogy. They love him. He's the darling right now at, at uh, I Star Wars. I guarantee you, uh, outside of the fact that it, I guarantee you they would have pushed Nine back another year Yeah, for him because he said he wanted to take a break. Right. But I think the whole wow. thing is before... They fired Trevorrow or knew they were going to fire Trevorrow. I yeah. think they had already offered Ryan Johnson the trilogy. Yeah. Because they were to so finish, happy. To finish it, yeah. Well, no, no, to to have his own. Oh, to have his own trilogy. Basically, yeah. I think while they were making eight, him and Kathleen Kennedy talked, and she was like, hey, how do you like making Star Wars? Like, are you happy? And you he was do, like, yeah. And he more? was like, hey, we're really happy with your work. How'd you like to do your own original trilogy? You you control it. And he would have, yeah, he's going to have a lot more control creatively because he's and then not going to be he's probably to... like, yes. And then so when Trevor all got fired and everybody uh, in the public is like, oh, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson, we, at that time, it wasn't set in stone that he was doing his own trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I think they, they never were going to offer it to him simply because they knew he was working on his own thing. Wow, that's uh, something. Do you so you think that the, he didn't get nine because he had already been given the trilogy? Yeah. Do you think they regretted that and maybe holding back before? You know, no, they wish they had I, held I th- back. I think they would rather, ha- like, they know nine is going to make money regardless. Mm-hmm. But and they JJ's want- not going to fuck it up. No, he's, he's going to be safe. He's going to do safer. He, but he said he's willing to take more risk in nine. Now the characters have all been introduced. I hope so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Ryan Johnson's their golden boy. They want to let him rest mm-hmm. and work on his his trilogy. I kind of see JJ with what Ron Howard's going to do with I think the Han Solo movie. He's not going to take a lot of risks, but it's going to be a very pleasing, safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it will satisfy the appetite for a good Star Wars movie. It won't like break any new ground or no. Very, I mean, little bits here and there. With you know, little things they'll throw as little things like a new character or yeah. a new robot or something. Exactly. Yeah. So last one, more Last Jedi for the last agree or disagree question. Do you agree or disagree with all the hype around Ryan Johnson? And we know that Disney has had high praise for this film. The cast has had high praise for this director. Would you agree or disagree that Last Jedi will surpass Empire Strikes Back as the greatest chapter in the minds and hearts of fans after its release on December 15th? That's going to be really, really tough. Because I've seen Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. over a hundred times. Yeah. And it's in my top five all time of all films. Of all films, yeah. Not just Star Wars. Oof. I'm going to have to disagree. Yeah. But if you ask me in two weeks after I've seen <laughs> it like four yeah. times, that yeah. might have changed. But Because uh-huh. um, I am going to see it. Three times in the first 24 hours. Yeah, you already have your tickets. Uh, three, for the uh, first three screens. Th- Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, Friday early afternoon and then Friday night. Yeah, so you got going to the Thursday night. Was it going to 6 p.m.? Uh, no, because I got to work. But uh-huh. It's uh, it's like a 9.45 or something. 9.45. So pretty, as soon as you get off work, you're, yeah. Yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I'm hoping that I can just literally just like get off, change, and then just walk straight into the theater. Yeah, and not have like the 
the crossover with people leaving as I'm coming in. Yeah, and you're going to the uh, the Alamo this year. It's over yep. over close to where you live, and then you'll go there. You'll see that one, and then the next more next the, day. Then the next afternoon, I'm gonna go by myself. It's uh-huh. like my that's tradition. Where, that's the, yeah, to go by so you can kind of focus just on the film. Mm-hmm. And then that Friday night, mm-hmm. I'm going with a couple other people that can't go or didn't get tickets for Thursday. But they can go on Friday, so you're uh-huh. gonna go enjoy it with them on Friday. And then me and my best friend are gonna go on Christmas Day. Yeah, this is your. Is this the uh, the friend that was the uh, you went last time? Uh, yep. He was and big, he he was able mm-hmm. to hold off. Well, he's gonna have to hold off for a whole almost over a week this time because Christmas comes ten days after. So it's even a longer gap this time. Yeah, he was the he was the UPS driver, yep. which is why he couldn't go because he was in the busiest of his busy seasons, mm-hmm. and he was fully entrenched in that and literally working these you know probably like these twelve hour days. Yeah, wall to wall, and so he has to wait till he had to wait till Christmas, but this year there's a longer gap between the yeah because for Force Awakens it was only like five or six days very close. So now this one it's it's going to be uh, ten days. Ten days. So you are in a position where you're your best friend and you can't talk about the film with him for 10 days after seeing it three times after seeing it three times so yeah it's kind of hard <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a tough one man man well we're all excited we can't wait um i'm gonna have to take a sedative actually after the show yeah um and just try to put myself down put myself under for the next few days we got a thoughts and advice from johnny lightfoot thoughts and advice for that Hello folks, happy holidays. During this time of the year, things can get very hectic, and sometimes it can be easy to forget about the spirit of the season, giving kindness, love to family and friends. Within that, I would ask, be kind to the people who aren't your family or friends, the people helping you with your shopping, or the ones serving your meal when you go out for a nice meal with your family and friends. Because at the end of the day, those people can make your life quite easy during this hectic time or like hell during this time of the year. Again, happy holidays and thoughts and advice for your day. And happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. As well. There you go. And uh, on that note... Don't let them win! That is a big gun. On December 15th. It's now or never! There you go, December 15th, Last Jedi. I like how they had that at the beginning. There was that. Big gun. Don't. Don't. Another one. Don't. Heard the dagger. Yeah. Oh, in the gut. Happy here, buddy. On December fifteenth. There he goes. That kind of in the gut, like done. On December fifteenth. Done. Done. There you go, everyone. A dunt to you, and a dunt to you, and a dunt. Don't go out to everyone. Yes. It's like Oprah's favorite yep. things this year. Is is it? Is it? You just get a dunt. You get a dunt. That's it. Johnny Lightfoot, thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you after the film. Oh, yeah. And uh, compare notes. And uh, I'll wait till you've gone through at least a couple of times because you'll have more more to come back uh, uh, with after seeing it twice. And uh, enjoy. And may the Force be with you. The Force be with you as well, Stephen. And may the Force be with everyone out there. This is it, this is it for the 52nd episode.
Thunderpop is a Hit the Bricks production.